From the Ohio School Boards Association, the recognized and respected voice of public education, this is Leading the Way. Much like your personal world, your professional world also has been turned upside down. However, as our lives have changed during the spread of coronavirus, we are learning and discovering new ways to continue in our professional roles. That's certainly true for school board members. I'm OSBA Communication Manager Scott Gerfin. With me today are OSBA's Director of Board and Management Services, Cheryl Ryan, and Board and Management Services Senior Consultant, Steve Horton. Leadership is very important right now. What can board members do to remain effective leaders? It's important to understand that school board members just like all of us have had their lives kind of upended and are feeling um, very much out of their element. And their element is normally the board office, sometimes the superintendent's office, and they're not able to, to be physically in that element. They're also trying to wear so many different hats, just like all of us are with our families and, and maybe our, our work environment. But on top of that, they're trying to certainly make sure that their district continues to be effective um, even during the pandemic. So one of the first things I think that we certainly want to make sure board members keep in mind and staff members who work with the superintendent and then with the, with the board are that the chain of command is even more important than ever, that as as neighbors and families and students' families, or maybe even business partners, realize challenges that have to do with the district or have to do about district business and direct those to, to board members sometimes, that uh, board members reach out to the superintendent and encourage others to address their concerns directly to the people that are most able to help them, whether it is um, an, an issue with food service and getting food to children in the district who continue to need to have a healthy breakfast and lunch um, or something to do with online learning. Sometimes board members are the people that get those calls, but they're not the people that can really manage um, the, the answers to those questions. You know, also to kind of dovetail on, on Cheryl's thoughts there, I had a conversation this morning, in fact, with a board member, and it really drove home, I think, the realization for a lot of board members is that I am a little bit out of my element. This isn't our normal environment in which we worked before. And so a lot of board members are struggling with, how do I stay informed? What is right for me to understand and what's happening in the district? Am I overstepping my bounds uh, as a board member? Am I getting into the superintendent's business and, and micromanaging where a board member shouldn't be. Um, but on the other hand, I have a need to know things. Um, I think part of what board members and district staff are dealing with is just how quickly things are changing and evolving. It's a daily process and so many decisions have to be made. And so for board members, there's this question about what is okay for me to ask? What information should I have? And I think a lot of board members are because of how quickly things are moving and the rate at which decisions are being made that they're feeling a little bit out of the loop. I don't feel like I have as much information as I should. And what is okay for me to ask for? Um, you know, are resources being allocated? How are they being allocated? How are uh, staff 
dealing with the remote teaching? What kind of software platforms are we using to communicate with students and families and keep uh, education going remotely? I mean, those are all fair questions. And I think those are all governance level questions. But I also think there's a reticence on many board members' part about asking those kind of questions. And where I would where I would jump in here, too, is to totally agree with what Steve is saying and to continue to remember that the board is comprised of, you know, usually five, sometimes more, but it's, it's a group of people. And there may be one or two board members who are accessing that kind of information or being given that kind of information. And um, either through um, just uh, the fact that these are different times and we're using different processes, we need to go the extra mile as staff members, as administrators, and even as board members to make sure all of our fellow board members have access to the same information we have and have access to to the information that they've requested. But once one board member has requested that information, a, a great Um, fallback is to share that same information with all five. This is a time when being very transparent and very cohesive with the full leadership team is critical. Mm -hmm. And and I would also say that, you know, board members oftentimes fall into kind of a a communication schedule. A lot of superintendents will put together an end-of-the-week communication that goes out to board members, or maybe it's more on a monthly basis. But it's a way to keep board members up to date, but because of the way things are moving and changing on a daily basis, you know, the more superintendent can communicate with his or her board members on a more frequent basis, you know, every day, every other day, just a few bullets about what's happened, what is happening, what you expect to happen in the next few days, those kinds of things, I think go a long way to keeping everybody intact and helping everybody stay informed on the same level. So school board meetings are still taking place. The district business still needs to be managed. What are some good ways to make sure this is successful? I know it's dependent on technology, but what are some of your thoughts, Cheryl, on on just conducting, you know, a good, as good a meeting as possible during these times? Yeah, I think that's a great question because I think um, when all of us were faced with how we were going to have to... um, how we were going to have to rearrange our lives and our brains in order to make meetings happen. It was natural in some ways to just start saying, well, that meeting can wait and this one doesn't have to happen and let's cancel that committee because it's just too difficult. I think this is just as important a time for people to feel um, that the normal course of business is happening to the extent possible. And so board, me- board members should continue to insist upon having the same meetings that they had before and hopefully the same level of meetings. So whether it is through Zoom or Google Hangouts or, or even a conference call or a Facebook streaming, th- there needs to be a technology that everybody in, on the board can become comfortable with And there also needs to be um, a way to continue to insert agenda items into those meetings that that promote good conversation. So um, we all have been to board meetings where we have 
kind of a list of the things that the, that the superintendent needs to get through. And, and we sort of just click through that. But I think if board president, vice president, superintendent can make an extra effort now on putting things into the board agenda that allow board members the opportunity to have a heartfelt conversation, uh, to ask the kind of questions Steve was talking about, about what's happening in the district, and, and maybe insert something that you don't, don't normally need to have in your meeting, something like, you know, this week's success story, or what novel thing did we find out in the last two weeks that is working fantastic, or mm-hmm. which staff member have we discovered is fantastic and doing incredible things as a distance learning instructor. So those are the kinds of things I, I hope board members talk about when they can, when they talk about continuing to have their meetings. You know, also I had a board member ask me fairly recently as well that uh, what is okay to talk about in these virtual meetings that we're having? If we were meeting by Zoom, you know, what is okay? And my answer was the same things you would have talked about if you were in your board meeting. Um, there, there's a sense of this isn't a normal meeting because now we're doing it via Zoom um, and we're all remote. And I think as much as superintendent, treasurer, and board members can treat these meetings uh, in the same way they would have if they had been in the boardroom can be very helpful. Um, the same kind of, of uh, conversations, um, discussions about what needs to happen and when, and all of those things that you would have talked about in a normal board meeting still apply. Uh, in even though you're doing it virtually. So right now, we are all in this together. We are all experiencing this. And down the road, we are going to emerge from this. Is that something that we should be thinking about right now, Cheryl, is the future? Absolutely. Um, one of the big things boards are going to need to grapple with Uh, the things that they normally grapple with in the summer and early into the fall is how well did we do this past academic year? What do those assessments look like? How, how good was this graduating class in comparison to other ones? Um, How well did commencement go? Many of those things, the, the literacy assessments, the interventionist assessments, the building and operations assessments that board members normally have good data in front of them uh, provided by the administrative team. And much of, of that data is, is going to be absent this year. It's just not going to be there, or it's going to be incomplete, or it's going to be among the things that the legislature or the governor's office has declared um, is unnecessary to collect this year. And so boards are going to be sitting there saying, my job is to make these assessments And now I don't have information to do that. So one of the things uh, boards and superintendents should be considering is um, what data will we have and what data can we gather? And even if it's incomplete, can we extrapolate sort of the the end result from this academic year? And, And what are teachers and staff members and administrators working on collecting now that can be used as a substitute for some of that traditional data. So I think understanding um, how to evaluate and assess the health of their district now and as a result of what we've all been through this past quarter 
will be really an important topic for boards. I think also, as we've had many conversations uh, and probably will continue to have conversations that even though uh, we're living in a very difficult time, there are a lot of positive things that are going to come out of this. Uh, Cheryl and I have just been through uh, kind of a two-day virtual meeting. Uh, it was one that we would typically have in past years in a conference room all together around a table uh, in our office, but that obviously wasn't possible this year. So it caused us to use alternatives. Uh, we had to t put different tools in place to do the work that we would have done with chart paper and, and, and other things that we would have up in place as visuals. And out of that also came the discussion about, you know, some of these things we think actually work better than what we did before. It's forcing us to look at new technologies and new approaches that we ought to evaluate when we come out on the other side and, and see how we can use those things that in retrospect, we think really worked well for us uh, as a tool. And I think that's gonna be true for districts, it's gonna be true for boards and how they govern their districts. Uh, but, but those are some things that can certainly be positives that come out of this. Guys, uh, thanks for all this information. Any, any final thoughts? Well, I have a couple of ones and these ones are easy and it goes to kind of the softer, sunnier side, hopefully, of, of being a school board member and being a part of a, a district team. And that's, I think school board members should start to think now with their administrative teams about some sort of a district celebration um, when all this is over and it doesn't need to be a big deal. So whether it's something that the board participates in as part of a board meeting or something that maybe uh, the administrative team organizes for kids. We've seen things already all over the news about, you know, parades, <laughs> virtual parades in districts with teachers in cars and kids waving on the sidewalk. And, and I think it's important right. for districts to think about a way to acknowledge that we did come through this. And I hope districts will, will make a, me a conscious effort to consider how are we going to celebrate being able to be together again. Mm -hmm. And celebrate successes. This is a time where you have to recognize where, where successes are happening and, and make those clear. Yeah, really, really put them out there and celebrate what you've done. She is Cheryl Ryan, OSBA's Director of Board and Management Services. He is Steve Horton, Board and Management Services Senior Consultant. Hey guys, uh, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank You're you, welcome. Scott.